Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Ah, hello and welcome to the program. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. So humbly named after myself, your host, Joey Clark. And tonight is a very special show. Yes, I am not the only Clark. Well, there are a lot of Clarks out there, but I'm not the only particular Clark from my particular clan. I have a sibling. I have a brother. He's a little bit younger than I. And no, ladies, he is taken. He's very in love. So without further ado, my brother, Will Clark. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Oh, not bad. You know, just doing. And I shouldn't have said you're taken. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Well, because you are taken. Well, yeah. But whenever you, f- you find that you are taken, more people try to take you. That's pretty frustrating. It is frustrating. Because the alternate path was pretty much zero. Right. And then I've mostly... I don't have relationships. You know me. Yeah. Have, have there been rumors in the family or something? Like, is Joey a little fancy pants? No. Not no. Really. No. He's just a loner? He's yeah, just pretty weird. Much. Yeah. Well, I guess I brought you on here because... Uh, well, I'm looking for you to share embarrassing stories about me. Well, actually, somebody said... We should share our earliest memories. I thought that was a pretty good idea. Our earliest memories. Good grief. Probably third birthday party. Third birthday party is what you remember. Yeah. What do you remember about it? Having a lot of friends that I still have today gathered around a table cutting up. I don't think it was Barney. I think that was the second Was birthday. it the Cookie Monster? It, yes. It, it was, was the, the cookie, cookie Monster cake. But now I take it back. It's the second birthday. That's my earliest memory because it was Barney. Mm. And I remember not liking Barney at two. You didn't like Barney. Maybe I didn't like I cake. was a fan of Barney. Eh, I don't know. He was weird. I don't know. You look back on all those childhood things, and most of it's weird, except for the Nickelodeon experience. Oh, yeah. You look at Hey Arnold, Rugrats. Ren and Stimpy, when they were oh. still very edgy. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy was great. I think that's why we're so odd. Probably. Probably the Ren and Stimpy. One factor. And the rest of our family. Sure. And some of our friends. Definitely. We're surrounded by weird people, man. I like being weird. Yeah, it's good to be weird. It's not bad. Weird is just a synonym for unique. So do you have any embarrassing stories about me? Oh. I'll stop you if it's too embarrassing. I don't know. And no cursing on the FCC airwaves. Oh, damn you, FCC! (laughs) Damn you! Anyway. Yeah, no cursing. All right. Um... And speak up a little bit. Uh, I would say that mm, probably... you're you're asleep over there. Not asleep, not asleep. Definitely not asleep. I would say probably you wrote a song. I I won't say who it was. You you used to play guitar a lot. You you still do a little bit, but you wrote a song for a girl in high school. And I believe that you played it for her with your friends around, and your friends had a field day. They thought it was so funny that they decided to come to like the freshman end of the hallway and tell me, that you had played that song because I had heard it a lot. 
at home. Yes. Because you have that tendency to stare at, so like all guitar players do, to um, stare at people when, well, you, when you, I'm talking to you and you don't. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a song or I'm sitting there playing and when people try to talk to me, I try to pay attention, but your mind is focused on the guitar. It's a one-track deal. Oh, yeah, I totally understand it now, but back then it was pretty infuriating. <laughs> infuriating. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that was really funny to find out. Your friends thought it was so funny to come tell me that you had played that song for that specific girl and apparently it is this for rebecca yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah definitely for her um oh this is i remember this song she was Maybe. standing there yeah 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 that one was um particularly cringeworthy it was cringeworthy oh yeah see why didn't anybody say it to my face it was always behind my back so it wasn't that embarrassing for me because yeah, I was not. oblivious. I guess I was embarrassed on behalf of you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'd have to think a little bit harder about like a specific embarrassing story. Oh, I think the joke's on them because it worked. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it worked at Coffee House when you started playing electric guitar on a stage. Oh, yeah, that was a cool moment. Yeah, uh, I was pretty jealous about that. Yeah, I didn't. Get, wait, I didn't see. No, I did see you that were, one. You were there. The downstairs band. Yeah, we're yes, folks. I, we used I to uh, practice. I think it's a place. There's a historical marker in Cloverdale. Like Helen Keller used to reside there, or something like that, or she used to visit there. So we would play and practice as a rock group, uh, like Matt and David and Adam and Andrew. Andrew, uh, and we would sit there and play Thunderstruck in Helen Keller's basement. I remember that. Even she could hear our sound. I <laughs> Probably not. Um, I, I didn't know it was Helen Keller's basement. I just thought it was David's basement. I think it was Helen Keller. I'm going to stick with it's Helen Keller's basement. Because I like to stretch the truth. <laughs> I think we get that from our family as well. Stories get more and more exaggerated over time. Yeah, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Well, wait, is that the most embarrassing story you have on me, though? That no. I played a song for a girl in high school? No, probably not. Some other ones involve, I guess, details that I'm wondering if the FCC would be cool mm -hmm. with. So, right, I'd probably have to think about that one for a little bit, but we okay. could definitely circle back around to it. All right, now you and I both went to Auburn. Mm -hmm. I stayed pretty much to myself and hung out with my roommate Troy. Hung out with our current roommate, folks. We live together, my brother Will and I. We do. Um, and Andrew was over there at Auburn, our current roommate. And, uh, you know, so I stuck to myself. College was a weird time. It was a fun time, but you had a very different experience. So you ended up, I mean, you rushed, you joined into a fraternity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was not something I expected to do. It was just kind of rush week, and I saw that crowds of people were walking to certain places, and there was music, and, you know, girls were walking there, too. And I was like, I guess I'll walk in that direction. Yeah. And went to a couple houses, and then... Ended up going to the fraternity I'd end up uh, pledging to, Teak, and, you know, accepted a bid before even talking to mom and dad and being having no idea of the financial obligations. How much and was it a month? I, I can't really remember. I know it was something above $1,000 a semester. Oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah. When it was not me paying about, not me paying it, I didn't think about it. But as soon as it became, we're not paying for your fraternity anymore, it was... Much less important in that regard. You still have some friends from that fraternity. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Still yeah, pledge classes tend to stick together a little bit because you go through all that 
crap that they put you through. And, um, you know, we've all scattered all over the place a little bit recently. But, no, it was definitely a good experience for all of freshman year when I didn't really have priorities like I do today or even junior year in college. Um, but after sophomore year, halfway through, started becoming involved with the athletic department. And it just wasn't something that, one, I could even pay for without anything else going on. Well, I could tell you were passionate about, as you mentioned, working with the football team. Oh, for sure. And you were a Tiger host? Yeah. Yeah, that's... I'm not sure if they're still called that now. It, it's turned into something different that's underneath the, the SOAR organization, Students of Auburn Recruiting. Uh, but Tiger host was technically, the, I guess, the male title of that organization, just a bunch of students recruiting solely football players, prospective student-athletes, and Tigerettes being their female counter- counterparts. Okay. So, and you worked your way through that. I did. You had I, some good experience there. Yeah, definitely. Um, got to do a little bit of celebrity schmoozing here and there. Yeah, didn't you? There was this uh, occasion that has to do with uh, Tebow. Yeah. Good old Tim. Good old Christian boy. Yeah. What? Tell the story here. What? And it wasn't just Tebow. What was the story? Well, at that point, I can't remember exactly what game it was, but that was the point that it was my last year and I had become president of the organization uh, for like the last half of that year. And they knew that I worked hard. I was there for probably 50 plus hours a week, including the weekends. And they said, well, we're going to trust you to drive the VIPs over to Jay Jacobs' house. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And they provided an Escalade. And it's an Escalade, a Cadillac Escalade. Well, might have been Denali, but... But it's a, a huge blacked-out yeah. SUV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely not my first experience driving one of those cars in that organization. A lot of driving for the Tiger host. But pulled up to the front of the complex, and uh, they just said, wait here. A cop came up to me, and... And he was like, you ever uh, had a cop escort before? I said, um, no. No, I have not. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he said, okay. And I'll, he just said, stay on my butt. I was like, all right. We say butt or ass. He said ass. So stay on my ass. Stay on my ass. He said, stay on my ass. Yeah. And it had a lot more effect. Um, <laughs> stay on my butt's almost weird. That would be weird. It would be weird out of a grown man's mouth. Stay on my butt, son. Especially uniformed grown man's mouth. Right, right. So he said, stay on my ass. He said, stay on my ass. I was like, okay. And then out of the complex, first person to walk out is Tim Tebow. Walks up to the window and goes, hey, it's Will, right? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Have we met? <laughs> Took the time to learn my name. Okay, check one. And then out comes, I believe it's Marcus Spears and then Paul Feinbaum. And oh, then wow. I, and Feinbaum is so odd looking too that, that was a weird team i didn't realize yeah. how small that man is yeah he's he's uh he's skinny probably like a 24 size pant waist <laughs> right. he's tiny and people make fun of trump for being orange he's got nothing on paul five <laughs> i don't know what it is you can't really see it on tv but if you've seen it in real life you can definitely see it Spray on tan all the way. A hundred percent. Oh man. Either that or eats too many carrots. So you are in the car in the driver's seat. Tebow mm. hops in, Spears and Feinbaum hop in the back. They do. And Tebow's in the passenger sh- riding shotgun. Riding you. shotgun. And then there's there's another reporter, I can't remember her name. I want to say her first name is Maria. Mm-hmm. But I that may not be her. Um but we have to go to the hotel first, and the entire way, Tebow's asking me about my experience at Auburn, what he thinks, what I think of the people who live in the town and not just the university, 
these really poignant questions that seem like he actually cares about the answers that I'm going to give him. And then as soon as we get to the hotel, he gets out, and he takes the time to stop and talk to every single person. Every kid, every person who wants to come up, shake his hand, take a picture. We were late because Tim Tebow is a wonderful person. <laughs> well, but do you think he's actually a wonderful person? You know, I was skeptical. I was watching him the whole time, but he just, he kind of passed my litmus test about that. Yeah, but just, he could be like Eric Cartman acting all PC and nice just to, you know, fit in. I'd be surprised to meet a human being that's like Eric Cartman, <laughs> especially not Tebow. Um, it just seemed genuine, you know, maybe not 100% of it, but he cares enough to at least try. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody thinks one thing or another about the guy, and I've got one personal experience with him, and he's a pretty excellent person from my gauge. Okay, so you first meet Tebow, and you're speeding through town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leave the complex, cop whips out, lights on. We just going probably 55 down Sanford, blazing through red lights. Yeah, right, right. And... Uh, that was the biggest rush I've ever felt. You must have had a, a excited or scared or just whatever type of look on your face, though, because didn't Tebow say something to you? No. I, well, he was, he was like, yeah, I guess you've never uh, had a police escort before. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, I have not. I've had one behind me before, but that was for, you know, a, a headlight that was out. Oh, wow. But, no, I, I've never gotten the opportunity to follow up a, a motorcade in that respect. Hmm. Well, being on the inside, how do you feel about Auburn's chances this year? You're going to the game tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was skeptical at first. Yeah, sure. I was definitely skeptical. I, I think Kevin Steele has is, is done a phenomenal job with the defense, and that's honestly yes. what I've been looking to see for a long time. You know, Gus's offense is... It was innovative at first, and I think that there's still some potential. Now bringing Chip Lindsey in, a guy that was there when I was working in the complex. I believe he was uh, either an analyst or quality control. And he definitely wants to air it out a little bit more than Gus, but, you know, they're going to they're gonna get the offense clicking a little bit better, and I'm really not worried about the defense. Uh, people forget that Jarrett Stidham had to play football in two years. Well, Stidham, to me, when I'm watching it, has this tick where he pats the ball before he throws it. He He does. He hesitates. He does. And that just comes from, again, not playing since he was at Baylor. Yeah. He leaves Baylor. He goes to community college with no program. And then after that, he goes to be a scout quarterback for a high school team just to, you know, stay lukewarm Hmm. in the game. Then you come to an SEC program that's expected to compete and get to the playoffs. You know, he plays Clemson, arguably two or three first, second round NFL draft picks on that defensive line. And, you know, 11 sacks is unacceptable, but they've made changes in the offensive line, and we saw that come to fruition with Missouri, which is not much of a test, and Mississippi State. Now, folks, you're hearing the voice here of my brother, Will Clark, not the baseball player. That's what Greg actually asked. As I said, who my guess would be, no, you're my brother. You're three years younger than me, right? About yeah, about then. that. Three and a half, yeah. three. Yeah. Okay. So, I haven't really ever put it to you, but, like, what exactly are your political beliefs, if you have any? If you don't have any, fine. You know, my political beliefs are that I want to sit back and, and listen until I hear enough, uh, a, a good enough opinion or a something explained to me to a point where I feel like I can have an opinion on it. It's hard to, looking at things today, I hear one thing from one side and another thing from, an, from another side, and it's 
I would say I definitely lean more towards some of the things that you believe in as far as libertarian principles. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find it hard to classify myself within one of two parties or even three. It, it right. just it, The complexity of the issues in this country, it, it's ridiculous to imagine that one person in one party could possibly have the answers to all of them. Hmm. That's too clear of an answer. We oh, need some. We need something radical and kooky. Oh, okay. Um, I believe in doubling up the Fed. I don't know. <laughs> doubling up the Fed? No, definitely not. Okay. Um, so, you don't have any more embarrassing stories on me. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm a wide-open target over here. Yeah, I know. You have but... a public setting. You have me as a hostage host. Go for it. I'm a captive to you. Hmm. That one's difficult. I would... For some reason, I do remember when we were young. Yeah. You decided to... I don't know why you walked downstairs just... I'm pretty sure you walked downstairs naked. I was butt naked. Butt naked. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't remember exactly who was there. It was somebody who was either worked with dad or was a friend of mom's, and it was just... I was sitting there watching, I'm pretty sure, WCW wrestling at that time because, you know, you got into it, so I got into it. And maybe you're doing something pretending to be Diamond Dallas Page or somebody like that, but you you didn't uh, complete the outfit. You kind of uh, got rid of it. Yeah. I don't think you meant to to parade around. I think you were probably trying to go somewhere and get some underwear or something like that. But that's one thing that I, I slightly remember. Um, I'm going to come up with a better one, though. Well, and we'll give you time to do that. But in all seriousness, when somebody asks me, what's my earliest memory? I actually, man, I have a vague, it's kind of this hazy moment where you were in mom's arms right after you were born. Yeah, you looked real thrilled. <laughs> Not at all. You just stared at me like, what is this? What is this little dude? The dynamic is shifting. Yeah, but and we always had this um, weird dynamic where we three years apart. We weren't. As, I would say we weren't as close as other brothers, but we weren't distant either. I don't know what. Oh, definitely How would you not. describe it? Uh, amicable. Amicable. Uh, Just kind of we're there together. You know what people it, say right before they get divorced. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, occasionally, if they're lucky. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, we just, we were, I had friends who kept talking about, you know, how much they fought with their brother, how much they fought with their yeah. sister, and I can even understand fighting with, maybe fighting with a sister a little bit more if you're a younger brother. And when we were younger, we would do that, and I would, like, kind of, I sit guess. on you and hold you down. I, yeah. I was given permission to do that. Yeah, you had one technique that was particularly cruel. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, you would, you would, because uh, you were taller than I am, and you've always been taller than I am, and there's not that much of a gap now, but... You know, you, you would put your foot in my groin area, uh-huh. grab my ankles, and pull. It was the Nutcracker. Yeah, and I yeah, I remember the Nutcracker, and I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I hope your lady forgives me if you can't have children. She probably will not. <laughs> she probably will not. Yeah. Well, man, I'm I'm trying to think of other early memories, but none are really coming to me. Like it's been a it's been a crazy last few years, man. Yeah. For sure. It's been a crazy last few years. And really, it's great to, I don't know, be living together. 
It's great to actually be around each other. Is Dad going to get his ass up from the beach with this hurricane coming in? I was telling you off air, I don't know. People who live down there tend to just be like, ah, you know. Right, and they've it is, seen it all. In all. You know, in all seriousness, it is supposed to be a Category 1. Who knows what it'll actually end up being once it comes up the Gulf. But, yeah, he should just come up here, you hmm. know. Uh, I don't know that he will. He's not right on the water, so it's not a immediate threat to him. But it's yeah, I hope pretty he does. close. It is. He's in the bay. Yeah, yeah. The bay could probably experience searches. I don't. I don't know much uh, bay science. You're not a meteorologist. No, not even an amateur meteorologist. No, probably. you don't ever dabble in meteorology. Oh, of course, I dabble. You dabbled in yeah. me. I didn't even know you dabbled. I'm like anybody else. I try to explain things that I don't know anything about just to make myself sound a little bit more informed. Kind of like a politician. Or a radio host. Or a radio host. Again, folks, you're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Coming up, we might, we being myself, Joey Clark, and my brother, Will Clark, talk about the early days of AOL Instant Messenger. It's about to die. Well, After 20 years... And it brings up bad memories. Uh, no good ones. No good ones. We'll be right back. Joey Clark. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. My guest this evening in studio is my brother, Will. Oh, hello. Hello. Who's this artist? You know, I don't know. I hear you play it. Um, a guess would be Prince, but it's not Prince. No, it's not Prince. It's not good enough to be Prince. <laughs> I have no idea. This is more EDM than I'm used to. It's definitely got the <laughs> aspect to it. It's you? Yeah, it's me. Oh. Yeah, this is what I would do in college while not going to football games or whatever. Oh, okay. This is one of the later ones when it got a little better. Not okay. as embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Like, you put yourself out there, and I worry that... And correct me if you think this is wrong, but sometimes I think our modern society is like, you can be anything you want. Go out there and be creative, young man, young lady, or something in between. And you go for it, and you fail. Like, we hear all these success stories of people, you know, they tried hard, and they made it in music, or movies, or professional wrestling, or whatever. Athletics in general, real sports. And you never hear about all the failures, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you definitely don't hear about the failures. I mean, there are some some humble people who talk about how much they've failed. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, this, this generation of, of parents who told their kids that it, it's something that Bo Burnham talks about in one of his specials. This generation of kids are told that they can do whatever they want and be whatever they want to be. And it's this generation that's constantly itching to perform. 
and then the market gives them social media. No. So we're constantly performing unto each other. And audience and performer are merged, and it's just ruining a lot of what performance and art is or can be. Well, I think there's a lot of great stuff out there, though. Oh, for sure. Uh, but you got to wade through a lot of stuff that's not great. Mm-hmm. you got to wade through stuff that's clickbait, and you got to get to the stuff that maybe you wouldn't see on Facebook's news feed right. or something like that. Well, and Facebook's not for old people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's really funny to see like the the grandparent effect as far as you post a picture and it's your your grandmother or grandfather will post on it and be like, "Oh my gosh, you look so incredible. By the way, Aunt Sally died." Uh, and just <laughs> use comment sections to give you horrible news. I I love those sort of comments where I'll post something and somebody's listening to the show maybe and they'll make a comment that has something to do with the show but nothing to do with my post. Yeah. Yeah, like, we tell Greg this. I'm like, okay, why don't you message me? Yeah. They, <sighs> they think that a, a comment is, is messenger. <laughs> and then, you know, try to explain messenger to them. I, I still don't really understand how that got separated, and then it's constantly giving you notifications that you've now connected with somebody, and I'm trying to get rid of that notification. And it's like, I, okay, that's fine. No, we've been just going about our everyday lives, and, you know, part of me is like, what gets my brother, like, passionate going because you're always so even keel whenever i see you like we'll watch west wing episodes together yeah um and we both love that aaron sorkin is phenomenal and well and i do know you're incredibly passionate about a certain someone in your life right now and i know you don't you don't have to share if you don't want to you don't have to gush you're giving me that look like you don't want to no i probably won't gush but yeah she's she's definitely uh Someone I didn't expect to see coming, especially with the couple of years that you and I have had. Yeah, after mom died. Yeah, yeah you know, it's it's definitely, I count myself among the lucky ones in that regard. Um, and it's just, it's good to have her here in yeah. town. And, uh, you know, having a relationship down the interstate from Auburn to Montgomery, it, it probably would have been more difficult with anyone other than her. But it was, uh, you know, we did it. And now she's here and... Yeah, I'm not going to gush, but yeah, she's pretty special. Yeah, you, you're still, you're reserved. I'm trying to get you out of your shell. You don't have to gush about her because that's very personal. And when I think about the last two years, I think we're having trouble uh, coming up with older memories because the last two years were fairly scarring, and I don't want to go into all that because yeah. that's this isn't Joey Clark crying hour here. Um, That'd be bad ratings. So... Actually, that'd probably be good ratings. How messed up would that be? Yeah. Do a whole show about how your mom died and all the things you went through, and you get all these pity, like, listens and likes online. (laughs) I've actually thought about that when it comes to uh, talking to women. Like, you can get the pity sort of, oh, let me comfort you. But I don't want to do that. No, 100% not. Right, but it's, oh, it feels, it's awful. When you know people are going to give you that deference, it's it's weird. And I try to just, I try to laugh at death. Yeah. Because, I'm, but here's something I think you will be passionate about. I'm trying okay. to get you to come out of your shell. All right, show. all right, fine. Consider me a pistachio. Let's do it. <laughs> well, after a joke like that, I think the show's done. <laughs> the show's done! Kick us off air! I would mic drop, but it's got this big yeah. arm thing. Yeah. Like the Pixar lamp. Yes. Uh... Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're reading The Cimmerillion? Slowly. 
slowly. It's very difficult to read. It's not really a story. Why do you love Lord of the Rings so much? You know, that's hard to explain. Well, let's Something... set it up this way. I'm sorry for cutting you off after asking you a question. Okay. But how many times did you see, say, Return of the King in theater? I saw Return of the King three times in theaters within a week. And that's about ten-ish hours of my life. Wow. That's before the extended cut came out. Okay. So why do you love it so much? Because some people fall asleep. I mean, we have un- Uncle Dave hates it. He fell asleep in the first one. Yeah, he, no, he walked out of it. <laughs> he didn't yeah, fall he asleep. Did, he walked he, out he of it. He did walk out of it. Granted, I'm not going to measure it by Uncle Dave's taste in movies. He's, you know, hilarious and likes a lot of good stuff. But, you know, there's also some movies that I love that he doesn't like. But, you know, it's just something about the way the films were shot. Uh, the actors were all incredible. Ian McKellen is one of my favorite actors. His voice is just audio chocolate. Audio chocolate. Audio chocolate. Oh my. Yeah, I got that from South Park. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's a good pull there. Yeah. Um, just, I think it was also because I was really young when the first one came out. And it was just a movie it felt like I almost wasn't supposed to see. And I loved it so much. And then I was in the theater and I was like, wait, I get three and a half hours of this? And it just, it blew me away. And then when I got older and I could start to understand... All of the, uh, all of the different aspects that Tolkien in, infused in that mythology like and that the symbolism lore. and allegory. Absolutely, I mean a lot of heavy Christian undertone or heavy Christian undertones. I mean he was really good friends with C.S. Lewis, who was definitely a little bit more on the nose with his uh, Christian undertones. Well, his books were for kids. They, they were um, and the Hobbits for kids. But did had you read the books before you saw the movies? Not the Lord of the Rings. Hmm. No, I, I was. It was 2001 when Fellowship came out, I, and I was nine. Oh wow, man! Time flies. Yeah, I was nine years old, so and I had to be about twelve. Yeah. Oh, that's when AOL Instant Messenger came out, and I got labeled a creep. Yeah. For you know, I, I labeled myself that on AOL. Yeah. Instant Messenger AIM. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember what my what name tag gamer i want to call it a gamer tag your username whatever it was mine was just oh awful terrible i was trying to make something funny and i can't remember exactly what it was i think i tried to use wilbur the name the nickname that uh, our family uses or yeah. something like that and it just, mine was joe bird from the joe bird yeah granddaddy called me that a lot joe bird we both reverted back to what our family called us thought it was cool oh yeah it was not cool that's what you learn. You leave your family, you go out and see the world, and you love your family. 100%. And it's great to, you know, get together and tell stories, but you go out in the world and you realize, oh, we're not as funny as we think we are. We're not as cool as we think we are. Well, I'm as funny as I think I am. Not sure really. about that? Oh, okay. Not as cool. You should have committed. You got ah, to com- commit. I'll commit. I'll you got to commit. commit. You're, you are as funny I'm 100% as committed. Yeah. Okay. So, best Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, gosh. Definitely, definitely Two Towers. Two Towers. Two Towers. the best book, too. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I, I, I got over the fact that, that Peter Jackson rearranged it. Uh, Shelob was in the second book. Kirith on Gaul. You, know, you, you don't know what's happening to Frodo in the book. and you get, Are you speaking English? Well, not technically, no. Um, yeah, in college, at one point, I learned how to write my name in Elvish. And the, the commitment that Tolkien had to making a language that complex 
and now coming out with the well, his son coming out with the Silmarillion because it wasn't finished, and the backstory that this guy has makes everything in those movies so much richer. Now I want you, as I ask who hit his ear on the phone, who hit who is here on the phone. Um, I want you to tell the story because you are such a Lord of the Rings nerd. You named a pet oh, after yeah. this. I want, but start from the beginning. When did you begin to say, mm, "I want a dog"? Well, our family had always had bad luck with dogs. I guess we had a beagle back when you know we were both pretty young. The name Nike, and I was the one who named her because she had a literal Nike swoosh Oosh, yeah. that probably should have had a trademark symbol next to it on her back in white yeah. fur. Yeah. Tried to get another one. Ended up getting taken back because nobody wants to take oh, care of it. Oh, man, yeah. I buried that memory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, it was I'm an adorable standard poodle. It was a black standard poodle, I think. Uh, Pearl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm we goodness. had her for like two weeks. That hurts. And Mom was like, nobody's going to take care that of it. That hurts. Oh, that and she wasn't wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> we were too young to be like, I understand the, the responsibilities to take care of a dog. No, I wanted to play with the dog and go to school and hang out with my friends. Um, it was in college, though, because I saw all these these kids that you just brought dogs to college. And they had spent time in high school training them. And, you know, my buddy Jamie, he, he had two dogs, two labs, uh, Remington and Ruger. Remington being probably the best dog that I've ever met minus uh, my dog now uh, it just made me want a lab and I was looking around on the internet and I saw that a red lab was a thing really? yeah I was like what is a red lab? I started finding breeders online and as soon as I found that I was watching Two Towers and I was watching Gimli you know <laughs> hacking through a bunch of Urukai, and I thought oh my gosh he's got a red beard I want a red lab I'm going to get a red lab and name him Gimli. <laughs> and then, like, two-plus years later, I come home. You know, this is at, in the thick of all that stuff going on with Mom. Yeah. Talk to Dad. Dad's always been, you know, a sucker for dogs. He had a dog named Red back when he was a kid, and he kept wanting me to name the dog Red. And I was like, no. that No. That's two on the nose. I, I've, I've got to go with Gimli. And as soon as I got him, it just it just fit. And there are people who get it and just immediately love it and think that's hilarious. And there are people who are like, what's a Gimli? Right. And I have to explain to them where it comes from. And then they're just like, oh, okay. Who is Gimli? Son of Gloin? Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a dwarf. Um, you know, he, in the first movie, he's got, he supposedly got relatives that live in, in Moria, uh, the underground, mm -hmm. you know, kingdom. Um, Wait, and your girlfriend knows all of this about you. Yes. Uh, one of the things that... A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's one of probably the first few things that I talk about, which, you know, in hindsight, probably wouldn't have worked with a lot of other people, but she loves Lord of the Rings. All, well, I would say almost as much as I do, but that's probably not true. Yeah, like I'm going to find somebody who loves Prince as much as I do. Well, that's easier. You that's, think it is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Prince was incredible. Prince has wider appeal than Lord of the Rings? Yes. He's got sex going for him. Yeah, that's true. He does have the whole sex appeal thing going for him. Or so, had. Or, or had. Yeah, well, and he's still ongoing. I bet you a lot of stuff comes out of the vault. How much did I annoy you when I would drive us to school? 
and every morning was Prince? Uh, yeah, on a scale of one to when doves cry, definitely had a bunch of doves cry, and it was yeah, it was it was pretty much every single morning. It every went from morning. Jimi Hendrix, which I didn't mind that much, to Prince, 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 because and he I had just so much him. music. Yeah, and he did. It wasn't like I was playing the same album. Over yeah, there. and you know, I it was cool that you were passionate about it. And I'm at the age now where I, you know, we listen to these podcasts, listen to people that get passionate about something, and Joe Rogan for one, th- for yeah. one, he, you know, he likes listening to people who are passionate about stuff. Because it makes him passionate. And if I had had that perspective when you were, you know, blaring Prince in the Honda wagon, you know, oh, I might have yes. liked it a little bit more. Um, but you also played guitar, and you had a way of relating to this guy in a way that I didn't. True. And he's definitely, you know, more of a polarizing genre of music. There's some stuff of his that's incredible that everybody can agree is awesome. And then there's some stuff that's pretty out there. I like the weird stuff. I know. Like tambourine <laughs> off around the world in the day. I believe you. Which is, I think... <laughs> I don't uh, know what that one is. That's like, a, it's a weird electronic track, and I think play with my tambourine is a euphemism for something. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. right, right, right. It really, right, right. I could really, I can really relate to that song. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I haven't had, you know, relationships. No. So I can relate to that song. Yeah. I'm, you know, and I'm not, I should be ashamed to admit it, but not really. Nah. It's 2017. 2017. I'm 28. I haven't had a... I mean, that's that's a good excuse, right? It's the year it is. So I'm allowed to do what I'm allowed to do, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> People are allowed to react the way they want to react. So, the red and fuzzy big booty Buddha, as uh, I have called it. Your coin name, yes. Well, and I started calling him because I was really sad one day. And, you know, I like to talk to Gimli, not the character from Lord of the Rings books, are. Your dog. Yeah. I want to say our dog because he's kind of become the yeah, house dog. Well, yeah, that's not too far-fetched thing to say. He's yours at the end of the day, but we all kind of love him and take yeah. care of him. You've lived with him the whole time. Yeah. Oh, and that dog. And the reason I call him the Red and Fuzzy Big Booty Buddha is because Red and Fuzzy Big Booty just sounds funny to me. But Buddha, I call him Buddha because it was in the depths of like mom getting sick and and passing, and I was sort of venting. Yeah. One day. And, you know, thinking, like, why do things like this happen? And yet what he did? He licked me right on the face. Yeah. And it was like instant, hey, Joey, cheer up. There's such a thing as a puppy's kiss. There's such a thing as chocolate chip cookies and milk. (laughs) There's such a thing as I am 16 going on 17. There's (laughs) such a thing as Rocky Road ice cream. Like, it just was kind of a reminder that, yeah, life can suck, but there are great things in life. And I was like, that little dog is wiser than any person I've met in the midst of all this tragedy. Mm. He was just, he's such a friend, man. Yeah, well, he was raised in an environment that was, our house was constantly full of people coming in and out. And he was raised in an environment with people who just had this, you know, chronic melancholy about the whole situation, and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, But he just kind of, I think he just kind of picked up on that every single day. And he's not like normal labs. I mean, he's pretty uh, he's a reserved. Couch and potato. Couch potato, much. and he's not agile in the least. <laughs> um, he won't go upstairs. Well, yeah, no, he won't go upstairs. I, I don't understand that. He's <laughs> We've tried everything. got some kind of mental block. 
I tried, you know, the little staircase to my room. Yeah. I put a big spoon of peanut butter and made sure he knew it was there one day. Yeah. At the top of the stairs. He wouldn't go up and get it. Wouldn't do it. He loves peanut butter. I know he does. I bet that was awful for him. Oh, I'm sorry then. For torturing. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to go up there, but he couldn't. This debilitating fear. He thinks he has to jump the entire set yeah. for some reason. But, you know, he just... He's incredible in so many other aspects. Uh, you know, he just he loves every dog he meets. He's cool with every cat he meets, and he really is kind of a burnt orange color. And all, his eyes, man, mm-hmm. they're like this orange sunburst yep. color. They're gorgeous. Oh yeah, I encourage folks to get a fox red or a red lab. Fox red Labrador is, I guess, technically the breed. Hmm. Um, we got him from Oklahoma, and I remember picking him up from the Atlanta airport. He was in a crate, and I just carried him out and then took him out of the car and had to coax him out. Just, you know, immediately. Immediate connection. He just, you know, dogs are great. (laughs) Dogs are great. Uh, Let's go to the phones and talk to Randall. Randall, what's up, man? Good evening, fellas. Oh, and and there's a such thing as sexual chocolate. Will, your voice, bro, I'm I'm, I'm confident in myself. Your voice be tickling my eardrum, man. Hey, this might be a new... (laughs) We'll lean up right neck into the microphone. It might be a new double trouble right here. But, uh, Will, I got to know, is there any way we can get a hold of that phone from high school? Uh, there might be a recorded version somewhere. I don't know. Is that song? Yeah. The What was it called? Maybe? Maybe. Yeah. I think, it was. I think the chorus, Randall, was maybe it wasn't really love. Uh, maybe it wasn't really love. Maybe it wasn't really love. But I find that hard to believe. So maybe it was love. To only me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. and, and, and you know, uh, going back to Facebook, has has it not become more of a of a forty plus kind of a site? I mean, I mean, not throwing, you know, or, or 30, you know, thirty, but it's not really a high school or college really pick kids anymore. Is Facebook pretty much is is um past that point or not yeah i would definitely say so i mean 40 plus is is pretty pretty spot on i think it, it's more of like the college and high school kids they use it to put an event together and then they're done they go yeah, to twitter I, or snapchat or you know if you're like me you read it i don't even know <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd still twitter baffles me it baffles you it baffles me in what way and like how people are actually communicating with this oh yeah yeah i mean if you have a hundred, what, 140 characters? 140 something. To say something? Yeah. yeah. They're what? thinking about doubling it. Oh. Oh, goodness. Trump, that, Trump, that must be because of Trump. <laughs> he, yeah. You know how he'll he get to the end, he'll put dot, 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 then he'll go to the next post and dot, right. dot, 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 a picture go, and he'll do that about three or four times in a row to get a, get a point out. But I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, uh, I, I mean, I love the show, Will. I mean, I can't wait you come back, bro. Oh, I appreciate oh, it. All right. We'll see y'all. Thank you, Randall. Man, you have a better voice than me. I mean it. Lean into the microphone and say, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, my. Yeah? Yeah, that's pretty good. We are brothers, so... uh, Yeah. Yeah. We are brothers. Yeah. So I'm going to say, how are you doing to you? Good. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. It's a Tribbiani-ish. I didn't even know you were, like, going there. That's odd, Yeah, it is. It is. We're weird. That's really weird. We're weird. We are odd. You remember what we watched after uh, Mom? Do you remember that? that After Mom died? Yeah, do you remember that? 
We watched George Carlin. Yeah. It's bad for you. Wait, that's what it's called? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was good for us. It was very good for us. Definitely got some dark humor out of it. Yeah, or essentially he mocks death. Oh, yeah. Or he talks about how people come up after somebody you love dies and says, you and the deceased in my thoughts. Yeah, if there's anything I can do, anything at all, and he decided to just take the vantage point of, call him out on it. Yeah. Okay, well, my gutters need cleaning next week if you could stop <laughs> by. They'd, just, they'd be like, uh... Uh, okay. Uh, you and the deceased are in my thoughts. Where? Where in your thoughts? From ouch, ouch, this seat makes my ass hurt, and ooh, ooh, I want to screw the waitress? <laughs> like, and it was such a relief. It's like, because, you know, people come up and say that stuff to you because they don't know what to say. The stuff that made me cry were the people just came up and hugged me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And that's what I find myself doing now when people go through the same kind of situation. Right. It's just like, I don't want to say anything to you. There's nothing you can say, really. Yeah. You could pray together if you want. You could, you know, read poetry together if you want. Oh, okay. Best wishes, I guess. What was that on the poetry? Poetry? What's wrong with poetry? You have comforting poetry in your back pocket? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, okay. Like Zarathustra's Rundelay. Those were words, I'm assuming. Says the Lord of the Rings nerd. hey. We haven't fought in Elvis a while. Is, Elvis is a beautiful No, language. it is nowhere near as beautiful as the prophet Zarathustra. No, it's just as beautiful because it's actual... Well, it is poetry in a different language. You know, we've been behaving ourselves this whole time. And now, I'm having a little bit of a problem with you right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah? That's cool. <laughs> I mean, there you go, diffusing the tape. Uh, yeah, I'm going to diffuse it. <sighs> no, I got a problem with you, too. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you have an issue with? You play your music too damn loud. When? All the time. Like in the morning? No, I'm not there in the morning. At night? Yes. Why don't you shut your door? Because it's blazing hot in there. Why don't you get a fan for in your room? I do. I have to open the door. Why don't you get a fan for in your room? I have a fan on my ceiling. Get the fan on the ceiling and put a climate control fan in your room. So you can shut the door so me and the fellas can play our vinyl records. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom till midnight. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it should work. Yeah, is that, yeah. Is that how it should work? Boom, 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 past midnight. Yeah. Say that real deep and low. Boom, 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 past midnight. Nice. Yeah, yeah sexual chocolate. Yeah. You really have a problem with my music? No, not with your music, just the volume. Just the volume. Yeah, I sound music. like a parent right now, but rock which and is roll very frustrating be- that you're putting me in that situation. Maybe you're the one putting yourself in that situation. By living with you? You're becoming so bourgeois. Ugh. Proletarian. I'm not a proletarian. Yeah, I don't believe you are, because I don't completely understand what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we've uh, wasted a good Friday evening show. But I mean that in a a great way. Uh Yeah. I'm happy the weekend's here. So am I. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, another Lord of the Rings-esque a game coming out. Shadow of... Shadow of War. Shadow of War. Yeah, it's going to break barriers. Yeah, no, explain that to the folks. Well, it's just uh, kind of a... Actually, we're out of time. Oh, well. Another time. Another time. Will, I love you, brother. I'm very love proud you, of you. You're, you're the more responsible one of the two of us. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Folks, thanks for listening. This has been the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I'll be back on Monday, 6 to 7.